This is TNT Sports Podcast. QT Ski, LK. Let's go. TNT, we back. Yeah. Logging in and see that. Okay. Wins and losses, crazy crosses, uh-huh. holding one. Talking golfing, rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Name the topic we can speak. From the Rockets to the Heat. Well, the Rockets to the net. Slick, weird, big beard. On my James Harden flex. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. I depart like marking this. TNT, that's a T with a hyphen. ENT, if you're typing, seeing me, that's a likeness. C-O-T, shout my bikers, and we do it just Next like night. to the Max, it's like I'm Stephen A. Right Tag me I'm in right your right subject. TikTok, Facebook, Graham, or Twitter page. Everywhere. Tell me who you loving. Big discussions for you, sport or house. Jackie Moon Big Tropics, what that like? Oakland straight 30 bobbing. Tommy Brady pockets, who had grunk up in the party. Toss Lombardi, get it started. Mardi Gras Mike can't be guarded. My new spicy like New Orleans weather. Local national form, we get it. Working yeah, overtime, cafe, do mine with the coverage. I'm on you at no the line. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. Okay. I depart like marking this. TNT, we back. Logging in and see that. Wins and losses, crazy crosses, holding one. Talking golfing, rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Name the topic we just All right, y'all, this TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 124, man. I got John Light with me this morning. If you don't know John, man, he works on one of these dope shows, man. Winning Time, HBO Max, man. So hit TV show with Bob Magic Johnson and the Celtics. I mean, the Lakers and the versus the Celtics and all that good stuff. Um, John's not a stranger. He's been with us before on the podcast, man. I'm glad to have you back again, John. Um, if y'all know who you are, can you explain to him who you are? Tell him a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Um, so on Winning Time, I'm the guy who skates around on the court with rollerblades with the camera between the players and stuff. Um, if you haven't seen it, you can go to my profile on Instagram. It's got some videos of that. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of the, I'm like Hollywood's go-to rollerblade camera operating guy. And recently I've been doing a lot of basketball um, shows like Swagger and then we're talking about Winning Time today mm-hmm. uh, or where you can see uh, a lot of my work. Yeah, and the clip that you're doing your we rollerblading video, and that went viral last time. We talked about that last time as well. So, like you say, you go on his page and find that man. It was everywhere on ESPN on everything, man. So, uh, man, it was season one last time. Now we on season two of Winning Time, man. What what's this experience been like, man? What's the feedback y'all get from the show so far? Because it got season two, so it got to be good. I know I love, it. I love it. Oh man, I love the show. It's every episode. I feel like turns into my new favorite episode a lot of times like this show has so many characters on it um and they just get better and better the writers are just developing the characters more and more and you're just really getting to see the rewards i feel like of that in season two um i mean i don't know i'm I'm finding myself screaming at the tv yelling at certain characters even though i already know what happens i've read the scripts i'm like come on don't do it (laughs) or like you know seeing uh i 
don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, see, seeing certain characters make choices that I know they're going to regret later and stuff like that. And I don't know, it's really cool. It's, it's fun because I watch the show with my family and my girlfriend on Sunday nights. Like it's, it's my favorite show right now on TV. It's the hit, uh, hit show and it's super cool being a part of it and being able to point out little things and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we get a season three, you know, it's, it's super fun to work on. And the cool thing about season three would be like so many ways they could take it. Like, you know, we, there's such a, the Lakers, you know, are still going right now. It's not like this is just stuck in the, in the eighties. So there's so many avenues, uh, we could go. I mean, we got Kobe, we, we got, there, there's so many ways we could go with the story so I'm hoping we keep getting more seasons so we could just kind of explore all the different um, decades and everything like that so we'll see hopefully if enough people watch it yeah it gotta be for y'all begin season 2 man like I said I'd be locked in man it's, it's definitely dope man and this season y'all going a little bit in debt with Magic this time man with a lot more you know into his you know his personality if you will man I think and also y'all touching on Larry Bird a lot too now on, on this season too also, Pat Riley. Pat Riley, I'll get more into with him as well, which I think um, Pat, I mean, that the whole cast is great, man. Like, everybody fit in what they you know need to be in because they all actually look like, you know, if you look at Pat Riley, the one that's playing Pat Riley, he looked just like Pat, Pat Riley. Of course, Magic, the one playing Magic looked like uh, Magic. So, I mean, whoever the, the person that put everybody together, man, they're doing a great job with that, man. But the story, oh, yeah. the story itself is great, man. Yeah, they'll definitely do. When, when it comes to casting the different characters, um, they look all over the place. I know, like, even for Rambus, um, in this season, we got Rambus, uh, the hippie, as they call him, and um, they looked all over. I know they had open casting calls. I had a buddy of mine that was, like, a tall guy that kind of looked like him. I was trying to, I got, I got him into the casting, but it was an open casting call, so they really try to scour and find, they take their time casting the right people, and, man, Adrian Brody, as Pat Riley is just so good. You see that transformation. Um, I mean, even the um, Quincy who plays Magic, yeah. he, he's, he's just, he feels like the character you see on TV. Like when he's on the court and stuff, like he's, he brightens up the room. He's always joking around. He's got that big smile. Like it, it's, it, it's really fun being around everyone. Even um, Solomon who plays Kareem, is like you know he's he's kind of has that demeanor and stuff and like except all the scenes where they're all kind of like assholes to each other they're actually just like everyone on that set's like super nice and stuff so it's really fun to watch the show and see during scenes or takes where they turn it on and i'm like oh shit quincy you're getting pissed you're yelling at bus right now even um genie bus the uh the actual genie bus not the one that plays the uh actress in the show um, she's been really, at first they were a little outspoken about the show. I think they were nervous about their family being portrayed and everything like that. And she's been tweeting recently being like, man, they nailed the character of my father, which we were like, that's like a huge, Indeed. like, to John C. Riley, like, oh, if, if we think, if you think that John C. Riley's doing a good job at, at playing your dad, then it must be spot on because... Uh, yeah, so, so it's it. really it's really cool. Yeah, I, I tell you the funniest character on the show to me, man, is Jerry West. Like the way he be cursing, and just be having me rolling. Like he, <laughs> I love that character, man. Like he just, I love him. I love him. Yeah, he's Jerry West. He he, and like I said, he's also like super nice guy. But it's so funny watching him on on 
the episodes because he's like he gets so mad and at first in season one like i said like i didn't quite know how to feel about him yet like they introduced him right away and and he's kind of just always mad and angry about everything but it's one of those things like i said like you kind of let season one they all are marinating and now season two we're just running with it and every time i see him come on screen i laugh so hard because you know how he's gonna react but he's also like harmless he's like no i don't want i don't want to i'm just he's it's it's a really fun dynamic and it's just a really fun show it's like the perfect sunday night show and hbo does a really good job at just kind of creating those shows that on sunday night you're like this is this is the show to watch <laughs> yeah and one of my favorite scenes man i was confused on this scene and when they trying to figure out who to, who will be the new head coach when they hit the podium i'm just like it's going all over the place like jerry bust didn't know who he want to he wanted to make yeah. jerry like i was like what's going on man <laughs> but and he said it had a he said this actually happened so i'm like dang that's wild mouse in the confused like what <laughs> But I knew Pat yeah. would be the coach because you know it's a true story. So I yeah, mean, yeah. you already knew. Yeah, that's the cool thing. It's like it's a true story, so we already kind of know where this is going and everything, which is kind of fun because it's almost like the audience is kind of let in on on secrets that the characters don't know yet. Um, and they do a really good job at still making it interesting, like still making we know Adrian Brody, Pat Riley, we know he's going to become the head coach, but. They still do a really good job of making that part like interesting, making seeing his reactions, doing all that because we're like, hey, we don't need to make this a big reveal. Everyone already knows it's going to happen, and um, and the team does like a really. I mean, they do their research. So, like you said, like when they're like, this actually happened. They have footage. They're watching that. They probably are just remaking almost shot for shot like that moment, which is fun because there's been enough time passed. It's been forty years that. You know, anyone that even saw it back then doesn't remember it exactly how it happened. So, so it's still kind of fresh and new, even though it's it's the same thing. There's a post on my Instagram right now of um, one of the basketball plays, and it's like Kareem going up and doing a shot and then finishing, and it shows the actual game footage from you know 40 years ago versus what we shot, and it's hard to tell which ones ours and which ones the real one. It's just like spot on, which is. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean the quality of the show, man. It looks like original. It looks like it's back, actually back in that time frame. Like it's not. I don't know what it is, but it looks like you got that feel to be back in that time frame. Like as if you, as if we done watching it at that time. That's that's what it yeah. looked like. So it's cool. And like I said, the camera work is crazy, man. To the uh, dressing, to everything, it's down to a science, really. So it's a great show. Yeah, yeah. No, the the camera team did a phenomenal job the, the way we get that look is we actually are shooting on cameras from that time period which is funny so like that camera that um i was just talking about that's kind of like the overhead one the way you would watch the game on tv where you're kind of zooming in and, and showing the whole court and everything we actually filmed on cameras from like 40 years ago that ikigami and the funny thing about it is that like the, our, our first AC and, and the team that was building it, Dave, um, they're getting these cameras from 40 years ago, so they don't work. So they're like, you know, they're buying them from all around the world and we're getting them and none of them work. So he's, you know, kind of putting together these like taking parts from this one, taking parts from this one and trying to get this old camera that has a terrible quality video. It's like a fraction of the size of like what your iPhone would film or something. 
and then we're just scaling it up like just not legit wise it's just like we're just putting it in 4k even though it's not in 4k at all and uh and it really gives that authentic look because we filmed it on those cameras so that's kind of one of the ways we achieve a lot of those looks which is just do it how they did it back then as opposed to trying to do it in our computers after the fact yeah that's dope man and like i think another thing about the show is too because you know it may may not be no people that love basketball like that or know anything about the lakers history or celtics or whatever you know it kind of giving them like oh this is what happened and then go back and look at it you know go back and try to find the actual event so it's kind of teaching people still too about the history of the lakers so that's another yeah, good thing oh, definitely yeah that that's it's fun i mean i i'm i'm a I'm learning as much as they are, like when I'm reading scripts and stuff. Like I know a gist of the history, but it's cool. I think, I think the biggest thing it had me rooting for this this year was I was really hoping for the Lakers and Celtics to go to the finals in uh, in 2023. So I was like, man, that would have really propelled yeah, the show, and it would have been cool to bring back that uh, that rivalry on the big stage. But ho- hopefully next season, maybe maybe they'll be able to make it happen. Yeah, and the crazy thing about Larry Bird on the show, man, he a he a asshole. Like I didn't think he would be like that, man. I like damn, that's Larry Bird acting like that, but yeah, on the show he a asshole. Like he just well, nonchalant. Yeah. Like he don't care about nothing. He go play ball in his uh, what boots and jeans or whatever. Like just right off from tennis shoes. He's like I'm I'm good. I'm gonna do it like this. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. that caught me off guard too. So I'm learning that about him. Yeah, they do a really cool job at, like, diving into Larry Bird's backstory because, you know, everyone that does basketball, they know Larry Bird. They're like, oh, he's, like, you know who he is. But you don't really know him, and it starts to dive into his backstory, which is such an interesting, wild kind of past he has and, like, where he's from. And then, yeah, like I said, they do their research. So if he's he's portraying this kind of asshole character that's like that like it's not like we're just making that up like we definitely hollywood it up a little bit but it's it's really based in like fact and they do a ton of research watching tons of archive footage tons of sources they contact and and that's i mean if you're watching larry in that show and he's being like that like that's kind of the idea that's how he was back then yeah, and the crazy thing, Larry and Magic are actually good friends in real life. So I mean, I can't wait to that part till you get to that part where they grow to be great friends, man. Cause they, you know, they got they, look, they talk trash to each other and everything. So they had like a real bun on the court as well. So um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to know that they eventually become friends in real life. But it's totally understandable to be like, man, they're young kids running around like they they hate each other, and then yeah. as time goes by and. The NBA, that's the cool thing about the NBA is it's such a small group of people. You know, there's not that many people that play for per team. There's not that many teams. And if you get into the NBA, it's not like football where, like, you get drafted. Like, you know, they have people coming and going that quickly. Like, yeah, they get new people coming, but usually it's kind of the same core group of guys. It's a, it's a pretty elite club, so... I would imagine that as time passes, they they eventually become friends, especially in that superstar club they're, yeah. they're considered in. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, but like I said, Jeff, how did you get? I actually I asked you this last time, but how did you get in doing the video and with the rollerblades and stuff? Oh man, so I've been skating since I was five, and then I've been making skate videos, or I've been making skate videos since I was like later on in age. But I've been making home videos 
trying to remake like TV shows I liked at the time and, and movies and stuff like that. And so I'd use a home video camera doing that at the same time I was skating. And then I just kept making my own videos, started making skate videos. And naturally, I just started skating with the camera around like probably like nine years old or something like that. And then I kept had a super interest in film, making movies and stuff. So I kept doing that. And then I kept skating and I still skate all the time i jump off like roofs and grind down stairs and stuff like that and then i still work in film doing like all the different uh like i do a bunch of different jobs in film like i act i'll do stunts i'll, I'll edit i'll um, write direct so like, i love both those things and they just naturally over the years kind of came together um where i'd just be like oh this makes sense for me to just pick up the camera and put on my blades and and grab this shot that would be cool and different and now it's kind of, I never expected it to get to an actual situation where that's my profession. I was just like, oh, it's like a fun little bonus that I'll get called for like once a year here and there. And now it's kind of turned into like one of my, not full-time gigs, but it, it is my main gig. I just, there's not that many shows that always need a blade operator. So I'm, I'm only doing it here and there, but man, it's so damn fun. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um... And how, how did the opportunity come with Winning Time? How did it come to you? So Winning Time, so I'd have to rewind back, but Winning Time came from the show Swagger mm. on Apple TV. Um, it's this other killer show. Uh, Kevin Durant produces Swagger. Um, and it's from the people that made the TV show Friday Night Lights. And it's about this young um, high school kid. It's based off Kevin Durant's life playing high school ball and his kind of path to where he is today, obviously. And it's taken place during the early years. And like I said, it takes place now, but it's based off of like Kevin Durant's kind of rise. Um, and so that show found me from a movie video that went viral, like probably in 2014 movies, this kind of steady cam rig. It's this like piece of equipment that helps keep a camera from shaking and moving around and stuff. Um, we all have it, all that technology built into our phones now. So like everyone yeah. that thinks they can hold their phone really steady and stuff, like, no, it's just the uh, technology built into it. And so this movie came out. That's a piece of technology that keeps the camera steady. And I did a commercial for that where they're filming me behind the scenes using it. Um, and that went super viral. It's, it's, got over a billion views um i still get tagged in it like every couple months so swagger uh the creator swagger reggie by the way he was looking to do blades on the court because he had this idea for blades with basketball he's like this would be a really interesting way to make the viewer feel like they're in the game that they're part of it they're not just watching from the sides and so he was looking for a roll blade camera operator to do it he found that video of me doing the movie stuff and he called me up for that. And then after I shot Swagger season one on Apple TV, um, the people from Winning Time called and they're like, hey, we hear you, you film basketball and rollerblades. And so then Winning Time grabbed me and then I've just been bouncing between the two and then doing commercials. And now it was funny. It's one of those things where like there's so many things you could do with it like fight scenes obviously skating now basketball is like a thing um i'm trying to be like tennis i want to film some tennis like i know tennis like that would be such an interesting way to film tennis for any movies or anything like that so there's so many avenues you can go with it 
Um, but the tough thing is, is that initial thing where everyone sees it. And now once everyone sees me filming basketball and blades, they're like, Oh, I get called for all the basketball stuff. Anytime there's a basketball thing, it's like, Oh, there's, there's a guy that films basketball and rollerblades, but it really was Reggie by the wood who made that connect, uh, that like pathway for me to be like, Hey, let's get this kid on blades with the camera. Cause a lot of times producers look and they're like, all right, we don't want this kid skating around with our hundred thousand dollar camera. Like yeah. crazy. No, we're, we're going to film it another way. This is insane. And he was your one that originally fought to make that happen and create that happen. And now it's just kind of, I wouldn't call it an industry standard, but it's, it's definitely um, a tool that people are like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I want to give you kudos too, man. Cause to, I can't escape. I tried it. I can't do it. But for you to be able to do that and hold a camera and focus and do all that good stuff, man, that's crazy. So that, <laughs> you got to be mighty talented to do that. So definitely kudos awesome. to you on that for sure. Thank you. Yeah, I've been skating since I was five. I couldn't skate when I was when I was five though. I I, uh, I remember trying to learn and I was just crashing nonstop. So it took a lot of a lot of time to learn. And yeah, I'm 35 now, so I got 30 years of skating. Yeah, I'm 30, I'm 35 too, but I think I had one bad situation when I came down a down a hill back home, and I was like, "Nah, I ain't doing this, man. I'm good." Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I know how that goes. I've had that happen with certain things where I've been like, "Let me try this," and then I get wrecked, and I'm like, "Nah, I'm good with that forever." Yeah, man. And just, who you rocking with with football, man? Who you who you going for, man? I know you going for Bills, oh. right? You I'm, bills? I'm, for this Bills game, my girls from uh, Orchard Park which is where Bill Stadium is. So she's a big Buffalo fan. She's actually going to be watching the game uh, by herself tonight, but I'll be watching it. <laughs> I'll be watching it in another room, cheering for the Bills. I like the Bills. I like Josh Allen them. I'm a New England Pats fan, though. I'm from New England. Uh, we got Tom Brady in the Pats. I mean, we got six rings, so... Um, I'm chilling, man. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm not as uh, I'm not as desperate as some other teams are for that next ring. But yeah, Pats are my team. But I'm also a players guy. Yeah. I uh, I originally played hockey growing up, and the Hartford Whalers, old NHL team, was my uh, favorite team growing up. And they got bought out by some billionaire like Jerry Buss with the winning time. You know, he just yeah. bought the team. And then he moved him, I think, to like North Carolina or South Carolina or something. He moved him somewhere else, changed the name. But I was five years old at the time. So my dad had to explain to a five-year-old like, oh, the team's gone. And I'm like, what do you mean the team's like, What do you mean the Hartford Whalers are gone? Like, And I learned at a really young age, like none of them are from Connecticut. None of them, like, it's just they're all like, you know, most of them are Canadian. They're bought and paid for by these rich guys who just do with like whatever they want and which is like winning time is a great example of the behind the scenes of that so i see that and i'm like oh okay and i never really got super diehard for any teams i've always been a player a fan of players after that but i mean i do love the pats pats are pats are my my football team for sure and, and honestly i thought we looked pretty good even though we lost the eagles i thought we looked pretty good but as any football fan uh, you're a little biased towards your team, so. <laughs> I mean, speaking of the Patriots, man, Tom Brady came back with the Patriots jersey on, uh, was it yesterday, last night, and ran around the yeah. stadium, so that was, that'd be dope for a Patriots fan to see. Hell yeah, I was psyched, I loved it. 
I love it. I, I, I love the Patriots. I don't love our fan base as much because a we got a lot of a lot of people can be kind of there, there's a lot of assholes in the fan base and there's also a lot of people that like when Brady we wouldn't give him his contract. Belichick wouldn't give him his contract. We wouldn't do anything with him. Like he was asking for very reasonable stuff, and we wouldn't give him what he needed. And so he went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl there, and I loved it. I was like, hey, man, you gave us six rings. You gave us 20 years. Like, you're on my team, man. And so many of our fans were just like, fuck him. And I'm like, yeah, it really really rubbed me the wrong way. So um, I'm a big fan of Bill's Mafia fans. I've come to know them. I've spent some time in Buffalo, and Bill's Mafia is like, I think they're one of the more solid fan bases. And then I'm also rooting for Detroit. Uh, I love that team. Love to see them sweep the Chiefs, or not sweep, but take out the Chiefs. Don't like the Chiefs. Who's your team? Of course, New Orleans <laughs> Saints. New Orleans Saints for sure. New Orleans Saints. Oh, the Saints. The Definitely. Saints. Yeah, fan base crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy fan base. To see Brady, uh, Brady get added to Tampa Bay, but you guys were trouble for us every year. <laughs> Brady was trouble for us that last time, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now I mean, was, you, go ahead. I was gonna say I was like, and I and I'm sure it's gonna pain you to bring it up, but that one Super Bowl that should have been that I was I was infuriated because I I watched the games. I mean, I bet on all the games. I I love all the games. I like watching any game, and I was like, that was such a robbery. But I also fully believe that the games are fixed. Like I still bet on them. Like. But I, I fully believe that the games are fixed um, in all the sports. I think the NBA, I think um, NFL, I think they're all fixed to the extent where, like, the refs skew the games a little bit. So, like, um, you'll see players say this in, like, interviews and stuff. They'll be like, if you want to win, you got to win by a lot. <laughs> in the sense of, like, if they if they're trying to script this other team to win, like you can't just you're not they're not going to let you win by three. They're like you better um, you better win by a lot, which means like they're not. I don't think they're necessarily having players take the dives. I think the players are playing hard, but I do think that the refs make certain calls at certain times to to put out certain narratives. Um, so I don't know. That's that's my belief behind it. Who knows what it is? But I, I still like watching them either way because I do think the guys are playing hard. I just think the refs uh, the refs give it that little extra skew. But like like the Eagles and the Chiefs, Eagles should have won the Super Bowl. Chiefs got help with the refs, and uh, but I think the Eagles had the option if they if they really wanted to win, they were gonna have to they were gonna have to beat the Chiefs and the refs, and uh, and they couldn't quite do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm like they had with um, the Saints and the. Um uh, who was it? Chargers? No, not Chargers. The uh, Rams. Yeah, the no, the no call and all that. Man, yeah, we should have been one of those Super Bowl. But yeah, so I agree. Yeah. With you. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, but yeah, man, as far as like the fan bases and stuff like that, man, with Tom Brady making that decision to go to Tampa Bay, you know, you gotta do what's best for you at the end of the day because he's still a human being, no matter what. So, you know, you gotta oh, get, yeah. you gotta get what he deserved and what he feel like he deserved because he, like you said, he gave y'all. Championships and twenty years of his career, so yeah. So you gotta look at it like that. Yeah, I was happy to see it. That Rams Super Bowl was brutal. I was like, I live in LA, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't. No one cares about football there. 
No one. No one. No one's Chargers fans, Rams fans. Everyone's transplants. So when I say no one cares about football, no one cares about the Rams. No one cares about the Chargers. And it was such a bummer to see them win because I'm like, man, Cincinnati would have killed for this. While like, there's a couple Rams fans out there, but they're far and few between. It's most people that are like, oh, that's fun, as opposed to like, you know, a die die hard fan. So I don't know. I think they're trying to just they're trying to make LA a football city, but it's it's such a city of transplants. It's hard. It's so many people don't grow up there. They come in there with already their teams. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. John, what's next for you, man? What you got coming up? Oh, man. So the for those who don't know, there's like the whole industry is on strike right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the actors are on strike, um, which basically, and the writers, which have just shut down everything. Um, so there's no, no shows being made, um, no movies being made for the most part. Like, you know, the vast, vast majority are just shut down, which is great. Because uh, I'm in Maine right now, hence the, the log cabin vibes. My folks live up in Maine, so I was like, hell, if they shut down, and LA's pretty hot during the summer, I came up here, they're up on a lake. So I've just been in vacation mode, man. I'm going uh, going to be doing a little traveling and then road tripped out here and um, just waiting for the industry to start back up and waiting to see if Swagger gets another season, waiting to see if Winning Time gets another season. And uh, I'm writing a movie right now with a buddy, and yeah, depending on how that goes, I'm kind of going with the flow. I got a bunch of different options. I got some TV shows I might try to sell that I'd like write, star, create, um, that I've had in the can for a while, and might try to make some of my own little shorts in the meantime, and just kind of seeing whatever uh, whatever presents itself in like the best way, you know? So if these shows get another season, yeah, I'll just keep doing that. But if they don't, I think I'll be taking another path. Gotcha, man. John, man, I appreciate you taking time to be on the show, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's always fun to chat, man. I, I love winning time. So it's like, uh, you know, you get these actors that have to promote the shows they're on sometimes. And obviously, there's plenty of terrible shows out there. And uh, I, I've been, I've been, I, I've acted in some terrible little shorts and, and some terrible TV shows myself. So I know how it is where I'm like, Hey, I'm in this episode. They're like, oh, I'll watch it. And I'm like, I tell my friends, like, you don't need to watch it. Like, I'll, I'll show you my part, but like, you don't need to waste an hour watching that terrible show. Um, but it's really cool because I'm really fortunate. Both Winning Time and Swagger are like legitimate like shows that I enjoy watching. Like I said, like I'm watching it with my family, not because of like I worked on it. It's like, oh no, that's the show we want to watch. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to be a part of it and. Uh, and I feel like a fan. I'm like, on Sunday nights, I'm like, I'm not just like, oh, I'm excited to see my shots. I'm like, no, like, I can't wait to watch the show. Because even though I've read the scripts and I've seen it, I wasn't there for every single scene. I didn't see how they put it together. And I don't know, I just get caught up with the story. So it's it's really cool. I'm really, uh, really grateful, really blessed. Yeah. Let me ask you this, John. What would you tell somebody that want to get into the industry? What kind of advice would you give them? Man. Definitely, I'll give you some advice that um, my friend told me he had. He was, he was trying to get into the industry um, and switch careers. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? He's like, I'm just going to give it five years, and I'm just going to say yes to every project. Whether they have money or not, you know, I'm not going to – I'm just going to say yes to everything, get as much experience as I can, 
um, do as many like little kind of small budget things as I can, but also take the big ones, you know, but just really say yes to everything. And then after five years, see where that gets me. Um, and he just, uh, he was part of the Emmy or Oscar winning team for everything, everywhere, all at once. He was one of the uh, set designer guys, like the main person for that. Um, and obviously he's, he's doing well. He, he's done a ton of other movies, you know, but like being a part of a Oscar winning movie like that is, is huge. So he's, his kind of approach is something that I've always thought of. And I've been in the industry for so long, but for people that are kind of trying to just get in and they might not have a lot of experience with it or anything, I think that's a really good approach is just say yes to everything. See it as a learning curve. Don't give it six months. Give it a couple of years. And um, unless there's like a major red flag in those first couple of years where you're like, oh, I absolutely hate this. Like you don't have to force yourself through hell. Um, it's not for everyone. But if, if you do enjoy it, if you're having a good time, but you're kind of a little discouraged at how slow your career might be moving, I'd say give it a couple of years and really just say yes to everything because our industry is all about marinating you could say you know it's like you spend all the first couple of years just marinating you know the steak or whatever and then it feels like you've gotten nowhere and then all of a sudden in like six months it cooks it's ready to go and you're like oh man it just takes off so it's kind of it's kind of one of those industries where if you stay in it long enough eventually something something comes through and uh yeah that would be my advice <laughs> that's dope man john man thank you for coming on man um again man it's the he was on the first season of season time on winning time. He was on my show. Now the second season, he back. So don't be a stranger. Oh, definitely not, man. I love chatting about it. Like I said, I'm a fan of the show. So like any excuse to chat about it. Like the last episode I watched, like, like I said, it was my favorite episode so far. I'm laughing at Jerry West, man. like dying at it. I'm like screaming at Jason Siegel, being like, don't like like what are you doing? Like stop being such a jerk. Like, but it's also funny. And then seeing Adrian. Brody, like Pat Riley, like and Jerry Bus, like I don't, I'm, a, you can tell, I'm a fan of the show. I love watching it, so I'm, I'm happy to talk about it anytime. I'm super grateful to be a part of it, and yeah, thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. We definitely gonna stay in contact like we've been doing, um, but man, yeah, keep on, we will, man. Keep on doing your thing, man. Yeah, you too. All right, I'm gonna go head over and get ready for this Bills game, baby. Got money on Joshy Allen and the Bills. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in, man. It's TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 124 with John Light. Good morning. Thank you, John. Peace. All right. Later.